I'm Adam Nassi, and this is Growth Swag. All right, welcome to episode three. I can't believe I'm on my third episode already, guys. Thanks for listening. If you guys listened to the first two, you'll remember that it was just me by myself freestyling for 15 minutes or so. Um, today, I'm taking it to the next level. I actually have my first guest on, guest on today, Maria Imes. Maria, welcome. Thanks, Adam, for having me. Thank you for being here. So Maria is a dear friend, one of my favorite people. She's also an expert in the area of leadership development. She's an executive coach. She's a thought leader on things around developing leaders, helping leaders communicate effectively. And I thought of what better guests could I have on for the topic of today around leading with empathy. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Before we kind of kick things off, um, leading with empathy is a really interesting topic, right? Because um, I think as we develop as leaders, we all want to be the best leaders we can be. Sure. But not all leaders are viewed as empathetic. In fact, I think sometimes when you have larger and larger teams, it's really easy to kind of miss that and not act and lead with intention, thinking about your community, your customers, and most importantly, your team. So that's a topic that we want to explore to help us develop. Um, Maria is someone who I always go to on topics like this when I want to, you know, get pick her brain about some expertise, something I'm struggling with myself. In fact, one of my favorite Maria <laughs> stories is we were randomly on the same flight together to Los Angeles. Oh Do you remember God. this? Yes. Yes. And uh, oh my gosh, I had like all these ideas in my head, and in the you course, had a lot of coffee. A lot you of I was coffee. Highly caffeinated. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I think in like 45 minutes, we sketched out the entire intro to a book that oh, we did. We would like to write. At we some did. Point. We actually sketched out 12 chapter titles. Yes, exactly. Yes. That's yes. right. I've still got the notes. <laughs> I've not written the book yet, but uh, not yet. It will come. Yes, exactly. So, getting into the topic here today, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. I teed you up, but tell us more. So, tell us about your story, how you got here. Okay. So, I started my career as a teacher. And I was in elementary school and I quickly moved into leadership capabilities. I was a coach, I was an assistant principal, I did some leadership work at the district level and then became a leadership coach. I was coaching principals in turnaround schools. And although I love that work, it is super draining. And I wanted something where I could still have impact on leaders, but also not be fighting for every dollar, not be fighting for every minute. So I flexed and became an executive communication and leadership coach. And it was a very seamless transition into the corporate world. And I still do things in education as well. I just have a greater breadth of clients. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we wanted to talk about here is we're trying to help uh, people become better leaders, which yeah. we've talked about before, right? It's a, if you're serious about it, it's never something you master. It's right. something that you're always developing and always flexing. Um, but I think like one of the things that has been getting a lot of play in the press lately is this concept of empathy yeah. and leading with empathy. Um, maybe just to kind of frame that, because mm -hmm. that's our topic for today. What does that mean? I mean, I have a sense of what sure. that means, but what does that mean when you're trying to develop it and pull it out of someone? Yeah, I talk about this a lot with my clients and I want to be really clear on what leading with empathy is not. Okay. It is not leading with sympathy. So this is not bless your heart leadership. Yeah. This is not about feeling sorry for people. This is really about understanding somebody else's perspective. Because as a leader, it's important to know everybody's perspective. 
and there are so many competing needs and, yeah. and inputs. This is something that we can teach people, yeah. something that you can learn. And it's really all about three things. It's about being transparent in your communication. It's about being authentic as a leader. And it's about active listening. Yeah. So people, people always say to me, like, I need to be a better listener. I'm a terrible listener. Yeah. And it's because we're listening to respond. We're not listening to understand. I hear about this all the time. Yeah. Right? And it's something I'm actively practicing as well, which is like, it's hard as a human with an active mind not to be thinking ahead and formulating yeah. a response versus just being there in the moment. And we hearing need more the yoga. We, we need, need more, more yoga, yoga yeah. in our lives. Adam and I go to yoga together. Yeah, we do. So. <laughs> we need a little bit more meditation and yeah. yoga. It is, I talk about this all the time. How can you stay present? How can you really listen to somebody and not just listen to understand, but really take in the intent behind questions, yeah. their body language. That gives you a lot of information. For sure. Yeah. So um, active listening is a skill that you can develop, but I, yeah. I just want to back up a little bit. So we've got a lot of people listening who are leading small, large organizations. Mm -hmm. Is there kind of a, a quick check, self-check they can do? Like we all try to be self-aware, but sometimes we don't know if we're leading with empathy or not. Like how can people think that through and get a quick sense of like, where do they sit on that scale so they know mm -hmm. how much work they need to do? So one thing that you can think about is how you're having conversations with people and who's doing most of the talking. And this is when you're checking in with people that are on your team. Yeah. So one strategy I teach my leaders is how to paraphrase. And not, I don't mean parrot phrase. Yeah. I'm not gonna say yeah. back exactly. What you're really trying to do is get a, the emotion and content behind what somebody is saying. So this is something that you could go, right now, listener, you could go practice it. Adam, you could practice this. Yeah. You could practice it at home. That's where I encourage people to practice. This, by the way, is great to do with young kids. <laughs> oh, so this what is I'm amazing. hearing from you is. <laughs> and I would even shorten that to say, you're blank because blank. Yeah. So it seems like you're upset because your Lego structure was damaged. It was. And what you're doing is you're trying to help somebody name the emotion that they're feeling. Yeah. And what that helps you do as a leader is really capture how people might be feeling about something, a decision, a change, uh, yeah. their work. And one of the things that I want to point out, you know, why are we talking about leading with empathy anyway? Yeah. I know it's a hot topic, but here's the thing. The reason why it's a hot topic is because some recent research came out that said that empathy was the number one skill that impact that leaders have that impact employee performance. Yeah. The number one skill. So this is why people are like, oh my gosh, it's the number one skill. And now I got to get some. How do I get more empathy? Well, well yeah. And we talked about this yeah. uh, in my last podcast where I, I mean, I really believe people don't often leave companies. They leave bad managers. Yeah. They leave bad teams. And so if, whether you're working for a direct manager who's not showing empathy or someone ran, running a massive organization, it has huge impact on your people. Absolutely. There was something in your last podcast that I was thinking about for this conversation, which is that piece around authenticity. Yeah. So you talked about knowing your core values, knowing your personal core values. And I think that's incredibly important when we speak about authentic leadership, who you are as a leader. And are you comfortable feeling vulnerable mm -hmm. and being vulnerable? I'm not talking about sharing your deepest, darkest secrets with people on your team. I'm talking about what that leader I spoke of did, which is call a coach ask me what am i not thinking of that shows great courage it shows that he doesn't know all of the answers but what's more important is is he asking the right questions yeah no so i think that's a big deal i always found that um i was kind of blown away usually when i would be very authentic with my teams mm -hmm. and say hey we made the wrong call here yeah 
you know, what are we doing to change direction or whatever, but admitting that, you know, you don't always make the best decisions, being willing to pivot when you do, but being transparent about that. Absolutely. I was always shocked that when I had those moments of like incredible honesty, how endearing that was to my team. Like they really appreciated it. And I got such incredible feedback from it. Uh, the other thing I'd love to go back on is the piece about transparency. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I feel, I mean, I feel like it's, Transparency is not as challenging as a direct frontline manager, mm -hmm. but when you're managing a large organization, this is one of the biggest things I've seen make or break, I guess, organizational sentiment about a leader. Mm -hmm. And sentiment is actually really important. Um, some leaders probably don't care, and I think that's a big fault or a big miss. But sentiment's important because it sets the tone for the culture, right? Yeah. And you have large organizations that will, you know, basically run through walls for a leader because that's their people. They feel them, they're honest, they're part, mm -hmm. they're leading the tribe, if you will. Uh, but that is earned, I think, through transparency, right? So yeah. as these large organizations are constantly shifting and changing and different priorities coming out, being really, really, really tight and aligned with everybody about what's happening, why that's happening mm -hmm. is one of those things. So is that, I guess that feeds into empathy, right? That's yeah, about definitely. anticipating what that vacuum of information will do yeah. in solving for it, being proactive about it. Absolutely. And something I talk to leaders a lot about with this is in what venues are you being transparent? Yeah. Because email might not resonate with the people in the company. So are, are there all hands? Are you having one-on-ones? Are you having smaller team meetings? And how are you getting the message out there? Because in the absence of the message, people will create their yeah, own stories. Yeah, for sure. And sure. so as a leader, you can help control that and contain it. You don't have to tell everybody everything, but you need to be as transparent as you can about things that are happening and where you're going. Yeah, for sure. So one of the things I think that's interesting is I've seen people managing maybe a frontline team of, say, mm -hmm. 10 people. Uh, and as the, and they're incredible, like right. empathetic, authentic, um, transparent, all those things. But as those people become shooting stars and get promoted up, sometimes that doesn't transfer. Yeah. And is that because like all of a sudden, you know, they're managing managers, managing managers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like they need to be. Those, those traits don't carry over. Like yeah. what's your experience with well, that? Well, that's I, I see that a lot. And actually, that's a sweet spot of where I coach a lot is it's like people forget, right? They're in a new situation. And they forget all of these amazing things that they were doing. And it's typically because they feel like they have to be somebody else yeah. in that new role. But they don't. All of those skills of being empathetic and being transparent, they, they need to bring those skills into that position. And this is where having a coach can be really helpful. If people don't have access to a coach, it's about having someone to talk to at work, having a mentor, having an executive sponsor, even having a friend. Yeah. And a lot of people have imposter syndrome. And this is where you see the negative effects of that imposter syndrome start to take place. Oh, I mean, I, so, you know, I've talked a lot about my experience at Google. I definitely will admit I had a lot of different moments where imposter syndrome came on very strong. Mm -hmm. It was also sort of a joke around Google because everybody had it in their yeah. own way, shape or form. But it was one of those things where I think just to kind of like talk back again, go back to core values as a foundational yeah. tool. It's, it's hard if you don't know who you are. And so right. you as a leader need to figure that out. And I, I would like my maybe I'm far from perfect, but I think I just figured that out. And I've been doing this for a long time. So I think it's worth the investment, worth looking inward and first deciding who you are, what's really important. Mm -hmm. And those things really should transcend whether you're a frontline manager or running a thousand person organization, Absolutely. I think. 
uh, that's what makes you endearing. I think the other thing that's really interesting is tar- in terms of tools for people is start with defining who you are. Mm-hmm. Core values is a great way to do that. Yes. Think about how you're communicating, both in small groups and in large groups. Right. Um, and of course, you have to be mindful of the right levels of transparency. But mm-hmm. in general, being viewed as someone who is transparent and free and sharing of information and not someone who hoards information, I think is a critical yes. thing. Um, and then the final piece is listening, right? So I think Absolutely. we were just talking earlier <laughs> about, um, you know, great leaders and literally the most charismatic leaders in the world. We're yeah. either talking about like presidents or large organizations. All of those who I've interacted with have this uncanny knack of when you're speaking with them, they make you feel like you're the most important person in the world. And it's not because they're bullshitting. Mm -hmm. It's because they're great listeners, right? Right. Like they're able to shut off all the other noise and just focus in on you. Most people aren't used to being listened to like that. No, they're not. And so I think that's like all of a sudden it feels like a light has been shined on you and something magic kind of happens there, right? Absolutely. If you can start anywhere... Besides the core values, it's with that active listening piece. And this is something that you can practice anywhere with anybody. So it is really about being present, staying focused, paying attention to body language, giving people eye contact, and just letting them speak. And then paraphrasing what they say. For sure. And then, like, I don't know, I think just to kind of wrap this up, Mm -hmm. um, it's about being a good human, right? So It is. You know, leaders and you're up there you've got a lot of responsibility on your shoulders but i think the thing that's important to remember is like you're only as good as your team Mm -hmm. and you know your team's health and well-being is directly uh proportionate to how you're caring for them how you're leading for them we talked uh in another podcast i know a common thing that we talk about as leaders is removing roadblocks and serving but that coming back to servant leadership even in really large organizations that translates to empathy people feel it right right Exactly. So people will know when you're being sincere and authentic because you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be empathetic. You're going to be um, putting opportunities in their way and removing those obstacles. And I think that's what great leadership looks like. Yeah, that's great. So if people out there want an amazing executive coach leader, how can they get in touch with you? They can hit me up at maria at lang-international.com. Cool. So we'll put your contact info okay. in in the podcast description. It's been amazing having you on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, I, I think that you're going to have to come on as uh, a regular on. install and, and help me with some stuff. This has been great. Um, just as we kind of wrap this up, why don't we, like, do you have a, how did we first meet? So we first met at a yes. pool, right? We, Adam and I met at a pool. Yeah. It was the last day of school when our kids, so we have kids the same age. Yep. Now they're in fifth grade. They were in second grade at the time. And it was kind of a big, it was a big year for us. Yeah. Both of us had um, some events that year. And my dad had just passed away. And I I remember feeling very raw at yeah. this time. And um, Adam had recently had a health event. We're and... calling it a health event, but I'm going to have to like share more information about this soon. And maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe you can interview me on a future one and I can okay. take everyone through that. I think this is a good idea. Yeah. So, Anyway, I remember meeting Adam for the first time at the pool, and he had just had this health event, and it, it is, this is just who I am. Yeah. And Adam will tell you this. I am all about connecting with people. I, I just want to wrap people up in a warm Maria hug <laughs> and, like, get to know them, and I find people very interesting and lovely. And so it, I don't skirt around tough issues. I want to get in there with We people. got into it. We got into it. I was yeah. adding, asking Adam about all of this, and... Um, with this awesome conversation, I remember leaving thinking, I want this person in my life. So yeah, and I got to say, like, 
I remember how just real and direct you were being, and I love getting into it. Like, life is too short to bullshit, yeah. and uh, we had a great conversation. We've been great friends ever since. Yeah. So, yeah. appreciate you being on. Thank you. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm.